of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Be like Mike. As scenes flip back and forth between highlights of Michael Jordan on the basketball court to Michael Jordan teaching kids how to play basketball, you could hear that catchy phrase repeated over and over again. I want to be like Mike. This Gatorade commercial from the early 90s it was sending a message to young basketball players all over the world. Be like Michael Jordan. Aspire to be as good as he was. In the present day, maybe you want to be like your favorite actor or singer or athlete. Maybe you want to be successful like Patrick Mahomes. Or famous like Sandra Bullock or smart and rich like Jeff Bezos. Whoever that person might be, Bible tells us that there's really only one person we should desire to be like, no matter what era we live in. And that person is Christ. Paul, in his letter to the Philippians, uses one of the most beautiful pictures of Christ to encourage his listeners to think like Christ. Not for my glory, but for God's glory. Some of the members in the congregation at Philippi had a mindset problem. They were focused on one thing and one thing alone for my glory. Paul tells us that in the verses for today, they were all looking to their own interests and not the interests of others. He even has to tell them, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. And we even get a real example of how this affected their congregation. You see, within that congregation, there was a division between two women, Euodia and Syntyche. We don't know exactly what caused this division, but the problem still remained. They were looking after their own glory and not others. And Paul offers them a simple solution to this problem. Stop focusing on yourselves. Have the same mindset as Christ. What is the modern mindset? Well, it's still the same as the Philippians, for my glory. Not much has changed in those 2,000 years that separate us and the Philippians. In our culture, everything tells us that the only person you should focus on is yourself. In your career, you are told to do everything you can to make it to the top, to be successful, and to make the most money you can, even if you have to hurt a few people along the way. With social media, we have a daily popularity contest. What can I post that makes everyone focus on me and what I can do. And this self-glorification problem, it doesn't just exist in the outside world, but it exists right here within these walls. Just like the congregation at Philippi, in their situation with Euodia and Syntyche, there can be times when we are tempted to take sides on certain issues where the focus isn't on what is best for my brothers and sisters here at Abiding Grace, but the focus is on being right. And even the good things we do, those can be tainted by selfish motivations. Our thoughts aren't always, I want to do this so I can reflect Christian love and service. But they can sometimes be, I want to do this so everyone can see what a good Christian I am. Christ had the exact opposite mindset. Not for my glory. Christ willingly humbled himself. Think about everything that Christ possessed in heaven. 
unlimited power, radiant perfection, immortality. Out of anyone who ever lived or will live, Jesus had the most legitimate reason to not humble himself. He was God. But he still chose to put aside those amazing attributes so that he could lower himself to our level of humanity. Our creator made himself nothing. Our Lord made himself a servant. Our immortal God gave himself over to death, and as Paul put it, even death on a cross. This was the lowest point of Jesus' humility. But that humility, it accomplished a great task. That complete, selfless humility of Christ covered over all self-glorification, including the self-glorification of the Philippians, and including the self-glorification of all of us here this morning. It was always Christ's plan to be humble for us, even though we, by nature, are quite the opposite. Now, we want to have the same mindset as Christ. When we have this attitude not for my glory, we become more united. We become one in mind. Instead of everyone looking after their own interests, everyone is thinking like Christ. How can I serve and love those around me today? Thinking like this also has another benefit. It leads to service without grumbling. When we remember that our humble attitude comes from our Savior, we are ecstatic to serve those around us, not for our own benefit, but out of thanks and praise to Christ. Now, even though Christ humbled himself, he didn't stay in that state of humiliation forever. But Jesus also didn't have to worry about exalting himself either. So how did Jesus go from lowly servant to heavenly king? Paul tells us how. God the Father exalted Christ because Christ humbled himself. Christ was never concerned about bringing glory to himself. And we see examples of that all throughout his time here on earth. Jesus rejected the devil's temptation to bow down to him and become ruler over all nations. Jesus blew up the false idea of the Jewish people that he was supposed to be some earthly ruler who would restore glory to earthly Israel. Jesus was totally unconcerned with bringing himself glory. And as a result, God exalted him. And what did that exaltation look like? Paul tells us that God the Father exalted him to the highest place. And Peter, in his Pentecost sermon, further describes this place being at the right hand of God. Jesus was finally restored to his heavenly glory. And we are also told that the Father gave him the name that is above every name. What kind of name is this? This is the title of Lord that Jesus received from being at the right hand. It is the status that Jesus has the highest authority. And all throughout scripture, this name, this authority, has been described. Daniel prophesied that it would be a position in which all nations and people would worship him. And Paul, in another one of his letters to the Ephesians, says that it is far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is invoked. No other authority has more power. But when you look around at the world today, you might think to yourself, it doesn't really look like Jesus has this power. 
Jesus has this power and authority over all people, why isn't everyone bowing down to him and acknowledging that he is Lord? Well, God, in his wisdom, is still sparing this world so that the Holy Spirit can continue to work through the word to bring back people from their wicked ways to their loving Father. And the fact that there are still people who reject God does not in any way make Jesus' power and authority less real. Rather, it's a testament that sin is still a real thing. And it will continue to be real until judgment day. But it will be on that day when Jesus' power and authority comes to its complete fulfillment. It will be on that day when all people will bend their knees at the name of Jesus and every tongue will acknowledge him as Lord. This doesn't just mean all people on earth. This victory, it spans heaven and hell too. All those who have gone before us into heaven and all the angels will gladly shout their praises to Christ on that day. All people still alive on earth, whether believer or unbeliever, will fall to their knees in awe at the Holy Son of God. All souls who have gone to hell and the devil and all his demons will be forced to admit that, yes, this Jesus, the very same Jesus they once rejected, is, in fact, their Lord. And what was the purpose behind Christ's exaltation? Once again, Paul tells us that Christ was exalted to the glory of God the Father. This wasn't done just to show off how powerful God is or to strike fear into the hearts of his enemies. God exalted Christ to show his glory, the absolute best part of himself, his goodness. God's goodness towards mankind is embodied in the exalted Christ, the Savior we never deserved. That is the pure goodness of God. And just like Christ, we don't need to worry about bringing ourselves glory either. God has already made us glorified through Christ. Because Christ is victorious, we are victorious. Every single one of God's promises that he has ever made to mankind has been fully guaranteed in Christ. Paul, in another one of his letters to the Romans, says that we share in Christ's glory and that we are co-heirs with Christ. That means we share in the spoils of Christ's victory right here, right now. Every single one of your sins has been fully paid for at the cross. We may still die here on earth, but we can be fully confident that God will raise us to eternal life, just like he rose Christ. We are no longer slaves to do the devil's bidding, but we can resist the foe's temptations like Christ. And just as Christ's exaltation will be made complete on that day, our exaltation will be made complete on Judgment Day, too. We will be made perfect in heaven, finally free from our sinful flesh and this sinful world. That is God's goodness on full display. We have nothing left to prove or gain because Christ has already gained everything for us. Our only goal now is this, to think like Christ by bringing glory to God. The attitude of making ourselves lower so that we can raise Christ higher will continue to accomplish incredible things. When we continue to humble ourselves and focus on bringing God glory, our unity will only become stronger. And how do we demonstrate this attitude in our lives? 
We do this by bending our knee at the name of Jesus right now. This means that we are willing to serve our Savior by following his will, not our own will. And we also do this by acknowledging that Christ is Lord right now. We don't want to boast about ourselves or what we can do, but we want to tell others about Jesus and what he has done for us. The next time you feel pressure to be like someone else in order to be successful, remember that there is really only one person that we want to be like, Christ. And although we have so many examples of Christ humbling himself throughout the Bible, we also remember that Jesus has a name that is higher than any other name we could ever think of, including Michael Jordan. God has already exalted us to a position higher than we could ever achieve. And with that burden removed from our minds, we get to think like Christ, serving in humility so that we can bring glory to God. Amen. The peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. We now continue by confessing our faith with the words of the Nicene Creed. Please stand. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father. Through him all things were made, for us and for our salvation, came down from heaven, was incarnate of the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and became truly human. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who in unity with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. As we take this opportunity to give our gifts of thanks and praise to God in the form of the offering. As the offering is gathered, please do fill out the friendship registers that are being handed down the aisle. As you put your information in there, it better allows us to do what God has called us together to do. Encourage one another on toward love and good deeds.
Dear friend, in holy baptism, our Lord Jesus Christ set you free from sin and death and made you a member of his body, the church. Through word and sacrament, the Holy Spirit has nurtured your faith and increased your love. You have now been appointed to serve our Lord on behalf of this congregation. The Lord has entrusted you with responsibilities that you are to carry out according to his word. St. Paul wrote concerning service in the church, we have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. St. Paul spoke to all who serve the Savior. It is required that those who have been given a trust must prove faithful. The Lord has promised to be with you and give you the gifts you will need to carry out the work entrusted to you. As a servant of Jesus Christ and a worker in this congregation, you are to set aside time for study of the scriptures so that you may grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. You are to strive to be an example of Christian faith and life so that others may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. So that the congregation may be assured of your willingness to serve, I ask you, in the presence of God and of this congregation, will you diligently and faithfully carry out the work entrusted to you according to the ability which God gives you? If so, answer, I will, and I ask God to help me. I install you as elder at Abiding Grace Evangelical Lutheran Church in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Bob Finch, the Lord pour out on you his spirit for the work you have been called to do, that you may faithfully carry out all your duties and responsibilities with the word of God as your confidence and guide. And now, brothers and sisters in Christ, I urge you to regard this fellow believer as a servant of Christ Jesus and God's gift to his church. Pray for him and support him in his service so that believers may be strengthened in faith and many others may come to know the Savior and the eternal hope he gives. Let us pray. Gracious God, you blessed your church through the willing work and special gifts of so many people. We ask you to send your Holy Spirit to the servants we are installing today and the ones that were installed last Sunday, that they may carry out their duties with diligence, wisdom, and humility. Encourage them to seek guidance from your word and lead them to pray for your direction. Help them to be good examples to others and support the work of the gospel ministry in this congregation. Keep them in your care and encourage them by your grace through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Bob, the Lord bless you and make your service a blessing to others. Amen. Lord God, Heavenly Father, all authority in heaven and on earth is yours. Forgive us when we try to act otherwise, and strengthen us to have, have the same attitude as your Son, that we may love and serve our neighbor. Lord, in your mercy. Dear Jesus, you set aside all you deserve to love us and save us. Help us to think like you. Give us opportunities to love and to serve our family, friends, community, and those that don't know you. Inspire our love for others that we share what you have given us with them and that we share you with them. Bless all our outreach efforts and make each of us effective ambassadors for you. Lord, in your mercy. Great physician, all life is in your hands. We ask that you bless all those who are struggling with health issues. Give healing where there is sickness, peace where there is strife. Bless the medical personnel and the supporting families with wisdom and patience. And strengthen those going through the struggles with your promises. Remind them of your presence and your power. Lord, in your mercy. 
Now hear us, Lord, as we bring you our private petition. All these things we ask in Jesus' name and join to pray the prayer he taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly good and right that we should at all times and in all places give you thanks, O Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord who promised that wherever two or three come together in his name, there he is with them to shepherd his flock until he comes again in glory. Therefore, with all the saints on earth and hosts of heaven, we praise your holy name and join their glorious song. trade took bread and when he had given thanks he broke it and gave it to his disciples saying take and eat this is my body which is given for you do this in remembrance of me then he took the cup gave thanks and gave it to them saying drink from it all of you this is my blood of the new covenant which is poured out for you for the forgiveness of your sins do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me the peace of the lord be with you always
Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. Whenever we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. We give you thanks, O Lord, for the foretaste of the heavenly banquet you have given us in this sacrament. Through this gift you have fed our faith, nourished our hope, and strengthened our love. By your spirit, help us to live as your holy people until that day when you will receive us as your guests at the wedding supper of the Lamb, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Brothers and sisters, go in peace. Live in harmony with one another. Serve the Lord with gladness. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look on you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Welcome. Thank you for being here today to worship our God together. Uh, some announcements for you. Uh, notice there's sign-up sheets out there for the Fuzz Run, which is uh, September uh, 9th and or 8th and 9th. Uh, we'll have a, a table at the expo and then again at the event. 